Have you ever wondered how the trucking industry has changed over the years, specifically for women? On today's episode of the podcast, we're joined by special guest Ellen Voya of the Women in Trucking Association as she shares her story with us of how trucking's evolved over the years. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Okay, today we're joined by Ellen Voya with Women in Trucking. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been, uh, I think, a few months since we ran into each other down at the TCA. Uh, but, um, you know, you've got such great things going on with uh, Women in Trucking, and I couldn't wait to have you on the show. So, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. And I'm a huge fan of your wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's right. She's right along here with me. So no doubt there. Well, let's jump right in a little bit and uh, let's learn about women in trucking. Tell me about the inspiration behind it and where did you begin with all this? Well, I'm going to go all the way back. Um, actually, in high school, I wanted to go into broadcast journalism. So isn't that kind of funny that, uh, you know, I get to be on things like podcasts and webinars and things like that. But um, I took shop class in high school, industrial arts class. And so I got a job at a steel fabricating plant in the drafting department. And they said, um, so I was just drawing material handling equipment. And one day they came and said, "Um, we'd like to move you into traffic. And I said, well, what's traffic? And they explained that it's shipping basically. And they said, we'll send you to school for traffic and transportation management. So that's how I got my start in the trucking industry. Um, I earned my diploma in traffic and transportation management, went from the assistant traffic manager to traffic manager. And then for about 18 years, I did consulting to trucking companies, licensing and permitting and keeping their trucks and their drivers legal. Um, And then I got a job at a, a, a nonprofit organization called Trucker Buddy International and worked for them. And I was recruited by Schneider. And they said, we want you to come and uh, be our manager of recruiting retention programs. Now, that was corporate level initiatives to figure out how to attract and retain non-traditional groups. Um, And I should mention that um, during the 18 years that I was consulting, I, I earned my bachelor's and then my master's in communication and my thesis was uh, the complex identities of women married to professional drivers so that kind of gave me a background in family dynamics the trucking industry that sort of thing so um, i went to schneider and they said figure out how to attract and retain uh, returning military hispanics seniors and women so i started doing my research on what do women look for especially as drivers and what can we offer them and how do we get women into the industry why do they leave Um, and at the time i was working on my pilot's license and i belonged to a women's aviation association and it struck me that there wasn't anything for women in the trucking industry so i put together a board of directors uh, amazing board of directors all very influential women Uh, We wrote the bylaws, the mission statement, and in March of 2007, Women in Trucking was born. Well, that's very cool. So how many members are there today? Well, I will tell you, the first year our goal was 500 members, which we hit. Um, But today we're at over 8,000 members in 10 countries, and 15% of our members are men. And they join because they support our mission, which is to encourage the employment of women in in the industry, to address obstacles and to celebrate their success or tell their stories. I was uh, I was checking out Women in Trucking online, and I know you have a conference, an annual conference coming up in, is it November, is that right? It is in November in Dallas. 
And this year we are hoping for about 3000 attendees, which is pretty amazing. Um, last, yeah, last year we, uh, I told, well, two years ago we had 800 that was post COVID. Um, and, and I told my team that last year I wanted, uh, 1500 and we almost hit 1800. So that was more than double the prior year. So I think we could probably hit about 3000. And what's interesting about our conference is that companies send a lot of individuals. We have a participation award and we gave it to Amazon. I think they had like 74 attendees. So that kind of tells you that our conference is much is much a networking event as it is a learning um, opportunity as well, because who sends 74 employees to one event? So I'm very proud of that fact that, uh, and I think, I think we'll easily hit 3000 attendees this year. I, uh, I talked to my wife about that. I says, you know what? I said, I think they've got a, an event coming up, um, in late fall down in Dallas, which is easy for us to get to, uh, out of Grand Island. There's straight flights down there. I says, we need to go. I says, but wait, I got to figure out, is there, is there going to be men there? Is it all ladies in, uh, and I remember that 15% figure in your member figure. I was like, okay, all right. I feel safe with that. So we would love to come. And I think, uh, I think we're going to try to plan on that for sure. Well, good. There are about 85% of our attendees are uh, women, um, which is pretty amazing considering this is a trucking event. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, I didn't really put the conference down as a, a talking point, but heck, let's go with it a little bit. What what can you tell me about the conference? If somebody was going to attend that in Dallas, what could they expect? Well, we have keynote speakers, but we also have a lot of breakout sessions. We also have an expo, uh, which exhibitors, um, and we have a technology tour. And last year we had 19 trucks and most of them were inside the facility. It's at the Hilton Anatole. So you can actually go in and out of the trucks. We bring our own Whitney trailer there, which has a hands-on learning environment, including a simulator. Uh, you walk into the Whitney trailer and it, it has hands-on like videos and touch screens and even work clothes and safety gear designed for women by women. But the simulator is what everyone wants to sit down and try. And that was donated by ATS and Walmart donated the trailer. So um, the our, our trailer gets pulled around to events in the country, but it, it comes to our show as well as a lot of other trucks that companies bring to highlight their technology, even autonomous vehicles. So um, in addition to the, the breakout sessions, the keynotes, uh, the expo, the technology tour, um, and a lot of fun. It's We have a lot of fun. Uh, last year we had a biker night and this year it'll be casino night. Well, I'm just, I'm blown away by the, the number that you're expecting to get there. That is so fantastic. And, and if I'm remembering right, TCA, I want to say maybe 13, 1500, something like that. So twice as big as the TCA. And that, to me, that was always the conference of the year for us. So uh, now I'm even more excited about attending that for sure. I do think that um, eventually ours will probably be the largest truck show in the United States. I think ATA is probably a little bit larger at this point, but we'll, we'll, we're right there. Tell me a little bit about some of the milestones with women in trucking over the years. Have you hit certain milestones and was there ever moments that you felt like, oh man, we're really going somewhere with this? So I, I mentioned that in the first year, the goal was 500 members, which we hit. Um, and when we hit a thousand members, I said I'd get a tattoo. So um, did it, 
live uh, satellite radio and <laughs> I actually had the logo tattooed on my shoulder. Um, but when we hit 8,000 members, I mean, I'd love to see 10 or 15,000 members. There's plenty. Um, the only you know requirement to become a member, whether you're a corporate member or an individual member, is to support our mission. And so our membership includes obviously trucking companies, but logistics companies. It includes truck driving schools. It includes um, dealerships. It includes um, vendors and technology companies and you name it. Um, people join because they support the mission. And I have to tell you, Andrew, probably one of the milestones for me um, well, first of all, was receiving uh, an award from the White House in 2012. Uh, President Obama had his uh, Champions of Change uh, initiative. And so I received a Transportation Innovator Champion of Change recognition, and I got to take my board of directors to the White House. So that was pivotal. Um, but also for me, the Walking into a boardroom for a strategy session, which we typically have every year in January for two days, and looking around the room and seeing names like Walmart, Daimler, Great Dane, BMO, Amazon, uh, J.B. Hunt, C.H. Robinson, just looking around the room and seeing the people who represent these huge companies and they join because they support our mission. I think, you know, it was one of those like Sally Field moments, like, wow, you like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was more like, wow, you you support our mission. And it, it, to me, that was, uh, to me, it was a milestone. It, it was more of a emotional, pivotal, personal thing. But um, yeah, it, and we've grown much larger than I could ever have imagined. Uh, we have a staff of about 13 now that includes our association management firm and the conference our salute to women behind the wheel uh, where i got to give away a truck this year and recognize a driver of the year who had 50 years of driving experience and six million safe miles i mean just telling their stories and highlighting them and my passion is to make this industry a much more female friendly, more gender diverse environment so that everyone is welcome and everyone feels um, wanted, needed and valued. I, I think you're just I think you're having an incredible impact already. It's in who knows where it goes from here. But um, I can only imagine what you must have felt like you say, walking into that boardroom, seeing all those people. And if it was me, I'm sure I would have gotten emotional because it's it's you know, it's like, wow, they're here because of something, this idea I had and look where it's gone and the people uh, that supported it are just, just amazing. So it is so cool. Um, I I had a, a, a personal story a little bit like that. It's not quite like yours, but uh, I had my, my wife says, you need to start a podcast. I go, I'm not starting a podcast. I don't even hardly listen to the things. She goes, no, really. You have a, a, a gift and you, you want to help drivers and you want to help them become better at their job and their careers. You need to start a podcast. So six months, I finally gave in. I was like, all right, I'll start a podcast. And, and our, our company that's helping us produce it and stuff, you know, they keep track of the numbers and they say, congratulations, you hit 10,000 downloads and, and all these numbers that are coming out there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't think there'd be five people that would listen to what I had to say. So I get it. It's, it's amazing. And it's very rewarding for sure. You know, it is kind of funny. Um, I have a radio show uh, on Sirius XM every Saturday morning on the trucking channel, Road Dog 146. And it, 
it's kind of weird because you don't know how many people are listening unless you say something controversial and then the phones start lighting up for me it's a call-in show so you know i don't see downloads because it's a subscription service but when the phone starts ringing um they're either disagreeing or agreeing or they have a comment to make so that's when i know that people are actually paying attention i i i haven't touched the the controversial stuff too much uh because i think i'm you know, I'm fighting for the drivers and stuff. So usually I'm kind of in their corner uh, trying to help them. But I, I might have to tempt fate a little bit there and see what I can stir up. That might be a good idea. You know, you talked about um, the membership itself. How does one become a member? Is it just as simple as signing up? Is there fees or annual fees or subscription involved? Or what's that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So Women in Trucking is what we call a trade slash professional organization, um, which means that it's dues based. It's called a 501c6 IRS organization. So it means that you write off your dues as a business expense, even if you're an owner operator or a driver uh, company. Um, and dues are anywhere from $15 for a student who is attending any kind of educational, higher educational, whether it's CDL or technical school or college. Um, up to uh, $1,100 for a large organization, and that's annual. Um, but for a large organization, they'll get member individual memberships underneath as well. And when when you sign up, whether you're an individual or a corporate member, you get things like our newsletter. You get invited to events. You get discounts on products and services and the conference. Um, and for individual members, their name is kept private. We never share it. But for corporate members, we blast it all over. We in, invite people to use our logo and say they're a proud member of the Women in Trucking Association. So there's the different memberships have different um, benefits affiliated with them based on what we feel um, the members are looking for. We also have webinars um, that are available and those are free. Uh, and also for our corporate members, we have a number of white papers that we've done research on, including the Women in Trucking Index. Um, we have an anti-harassment employment guide. We have um, a, a parking guide, and um, we also have a same gender training policy um, guide as well. So lots of white papers and information, uh, benchmarking opportunities for our corporate members. Yeah, so lots of resources for members for sure. That sounds fantastic. You know, I know um, at, at my carrier chief, we uh, signed up all of our ladies in the office as members to our state association. Um, through them, but uh, I, you're gonna have you're gonna have a new member when I get back home. I'm gonna look into that and see if we can't do that. I would be so proud to display that Women in Trucking logo um, on our on our Facebook or our, our website and stuff like that. Um, I I happen to run a flatbed company, so um, thank you. I happen to run a flatbed company, so for me it feels like it's a little bit harder to attract women because of the physical nature of the job. But I am proud to say we do have several uh, and they will, I'm just going to say it, they're going to run circles around some of those guys sometimes. They are a hustle and I'm so impressed with, with the work they do and the quality of the work they do and their dedication. It's amazing. Well, and it's been proven that female commercial drivers are safer than male commercial drivers. They're more risk averse. 
Um, and anecdotally, carriers tell me that they're better with paperwork, better with customers, better with the equipment. But I will tell you that um, you join Women in Trucking and have one of your drivers as a member of the month and have her tell her story. And we'll get her on SiriusXM, we'll get her in the media, she'll get some gifts. Um, and it gives us a chance to talk about what her job is like. So if you look at our members of the month, um, they're women who are members who are in all different um, occupations and career choices. Uh, this month's member is in technology. So, but we want to we want to share their stories so that other women will look at them and go, "Oh, you know what? If she can do that, then I can do that." Absolutely, sounds fantastic. So, tell me a little bit more about what has Women in Trucking done to promote gender diversity and things like that. So one of the things that we need to do is reach the next generation. And uh, I found out that the Boy Scouts had a supply chain patch and Girl Scouts didn't. So we worked with the greater Chicago, Northern Indiana region and wrote the curriculum, created a patch and it's called uh, uh, Trucks Are For Girls. We also have an activity book that goes with it and it talks about how the grain goes from the field to the bakery in a truck, bakery to packaging in a truck and so on. And the final mile is the Girl Scout. Um, and then we came up with a truck driver doll, Claire the truck driver doll, a plush uh, doll, um, so that young children can think about these careers. And more importantly, they can look at your trucks on the road and other trucks on the road and say, oh, mom, dad, that could be the grain going to the bakery for my cookies. It could be the milk you know, that uh, I'll drink with my cookies. It could be the gas you're gonna put in the car when we stop at a gas station. You know, We want them to have a personal relationship to the trucks on the road so that they think about careers. The other thing we've done um, is our, our, I mentioned our Whitney trailer. It's uh, a beautiful trailer and it's got a superhero woman on the side of it. And we take it to schools, we take it to um, events. Uh, outside of the trucking industry so that people can walk through it and ask questions like, what are the myths about trucking? And, and do I have it in my DNA to be a driver or a technician? Or what are the other jobs in the trucking industry? Um, and so that's our rolling classroom that we take. Uh, I believe it'll be in Rhode Island next week. So we take that to events so people can get a little taste of what the trucking industry is like. But what I'm really proud of is our image team. We have an image team in the United States and one in Canada, and these are drivers who not only do product reviews, they do media interviews. We've had drivers in the Megyn Kelly show, Ricky Lake show, Oprah Magazine, um, on Diane Sawyer's 2020, um, and uh, uh, more recently, the Drew Barrymore show. We want them out there to talk about what they're doing. Um, oh, and they've been featured in Wall Street Journal and, and Forbes and all kinds of different magazines so that they can talk about what they're doing and um, let the people outside of the industry know that there are women in this industry and, and that they're successful and they're making a decent amount of money um, and that they're enjoying their jobs. So we also give ride-alongs to elected officials and legislators. We've given senators, we've given FMCSA administrators. We recently gave Robin Hutchinson a ride in a truck um, and we've given media people and we even gave a safety advocate from Crash, Citizens for Reliable and Safe Highways, a ride in a truck because he was on Capitol Hill talking about how unsafe the industry is or was um, because his mom and sister and three nephews were killed by a fatigued driver. So we gave him a ride in a truck and we, I believe we changed his mind to show that the industry really is focused on safety and it was unfortunate 
that the driver um, that hit his family um, was was fatigued because that's not the case typically. So um, the image team is out there giving ride-alongs and doing media interviews and just really telling our story. So fascinating, all the things you're doing out there. Uh, does Now, how do you move the trailer uh, around the country and stuff? Do you have a dedicated driver tractor or are you counting on uh, trucking companies that are members to help you do that? Well, both. Um, we have a driver ambassador. Her name's Kaylee McCall, and she is a driver for Schneider, um, and they've branded her truck. So she drives for Schneider two weeks out of the month, and she drives for women in trucking one week out of the month. Um, but in between, if we have to move the trailer, um, then we reach out to our members, and they've been so wonderful about moving the trailer from one event to the next. So it's a combination of our driver ambassador and our, our members who are helping us move it. Um, I think this weekend the trailer will be uh, in the uh, convoy, the Make-A-Wish convoy in Pennsylvania on Mother's Day. So we are getting it out there. It'll be pulled by a J.B. Hunt driver. So it, it is, it, it's a combination of both our driver ambassador and our member companies that are helping us move it. And it's a cool trailer. I have seen the picture of the the woman superhero on it, and she kind of looks like she's punching, but she's actually holding a steering wheel, I think. But yeah, whoever designed that is fantastic. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges that women face in today's industry and stuff. Uh, you know, has it gotten better over the years? Uh, has it changed at all? Or are they still kind of facing the similar challenges to where they were 15, 20 years ago? It's gotten much better. And I will tell you uh, that 20 years ago, female drivers didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to be noticed. They wanted to do their job, get paid. Um, they didn't want to call attention to themselves because it typically wasn't positive. Um, but that's changed. They're much more visible. You'll see them at truck driving championships. You'll see them um, out and about being on their state uh, road teams, things like that. So you're going to see women drivers are much more visible, much more vocal. But there's still harassment. That's a challenge that our female drivers um, face. And we did an, uh, we have an anti-harassment employment guide, but we also did a study and the most unsafe place uh, for female drivers is truck stops. And on a scale of one to 10, the, the average response was 4.4 on how safe do you feel doing your job. So I will tell you, Andrew, that if I asked you how safe you feel when you go into the office and you said, well, about half the time or less, I feel safe, you wouldn't want to work there. So we need to work on making this industry a safer place. We work with the truck stops on safety and security and amenities. We work with the truck cab designers on uh, safety in the cab, um, like panic buttons, uh, technology to uh, lock the doors um, without using a key, using uh, your phone, using technology. Um, so we, we work with carriers and, you know, like what does safety mean? So there's three parts to safety. The first is how well maintained is your equipment because a broken down truck is not safe. Secondly is um, where are you sending the drivers? Is it a bad part of town? Is it unlit? Is there, you know, uh, untoward activity that's happening um, near the warehousing facilities? And then the third is, is the driver the captain of her ship? Meaning if, uh, if she says, well, there's a protest there or there's a tornado coming or there's a blizzard, um, what is the carrier's response? Is it, oh, well, this is trucking, you better do it. Or does the carrier say, um, you're the captain of, of your ship and we respect your decision 
um, to not drive in those conditions. So those three aspects and a woman will leave, a female commercial driver will leave a carrier if she doesn't feel that they're looking out for her safety. Ironically, men leave because of pay parity. Men want to know that if everyone else is getting paid or getting good loads that they are as well. But that's not the case for women. For women, they're looking for a company that has their back and cares about them as a person. So there are different things that women look for in a company. And in our studies, we found that most women gravitate to companies like 50 to 60 um, trucks, where the large carriers like over 10,000 have a much smaller percentage of female drivers because uh, they they want to feel like they're a valued member of the family. Um, and that's hard to do in such a large company. So uh, we've found that most of our uh, drivers are attracted to companies 50 to 70 um, truck size. Well, and I want to make sure that you know, as, as somebody that, that runs or leads a trucking company, I want to make sure I'm doing my part. Um, is through your membership, is there resources in there that would tell me like best practice or what could I do as a trucking operator uh, to help make these females feel more safe and secure? And then second part of that is what specifically are the truck stops doing if that's the, you know, the main place they don't feel safe? Well, for the second part, I'm going to answer that first. The truck stops um, regrettably um, felt that that wasn't their responsibility um, as far as harassment. Um, but as far as safety, they're working on lighting and security and things like that. That's very important. Um, but for us, we teach our female drivers. We have self-defense classes, self-defense, uh, self-esteem, basically, meaning how do you care yourself? Um, how do you be situationally aware? Don't walk between trailers. Don't park in the back. Make sure you have your phone on you. Walk with a purpose um, and be prepared. But uh, the, the safety aspect uh, is is really a big part of uh, what we do at Women in Trucking. And the first part of your question is as a resource, yes, absolutely. We have webinars, we do the white papers on safety security, we have a recruiting retention guide. And here's, here's a little tip for you, Andrew. Uh, this is very unscientific, but I heard a lot of women talk about their motorcycles. So I went on our Facebook group, which has about 11,000 mostly female drivers, and I said, how many of you have a motorcycle or a motorcycle license? About 80% of them do. So that tells me what kind of woman is attracted into the trucking industry. She's edgy. She doesn't mind being around a male populated environment. She doesn't mind engines. Um, and so that's the kind of person you're looking for. Uh, that's And that's a tip that we have in our recruiting guide that's uh, free to our corporate members. That sounds fantastic. Well, uh, what's next for women in trucking? What does the future look like? Well, I think everyone knows that I've announced my retirement uh, the end of June. And yeah. that means that the new CEO, Jennifer Hedrick, who uh, started in January, who has been learning my job, um, it has been, um, she's the association management person. And so she is uh, very proficient in running a large association. And I'll tell you that that is not my expertise. My expertise is my passion for the drivers and the carriers out there and for making this industry better. But when you talk about spreadsheets 
and key performance indicators and you know timelines and budgets and things like that um that just makes my head spin so jennifer has been hired by the board of directors um, to lead the organization but i'm not going away i will still be doing speaking i will still be doing um media events i'll still be doing writing um, and working with um, groups because I'm still the founder and I'll retain the title of founder and stay connected to the Women in Trucking Association. But Jennifer will be handling the association management side of it. So I'm looking forward to spending more time doing what I love to do. And that's just talking about women in trucking, whether it's a webinar or a speaking event um, or to just groups. So that's, that to me is what motivates me. Well, I'm glad to hear you're not going too far because I, I definitely think you're the face of the organization and stuff. And, and I didn't think there was any way you were going to let go that, that easy. Of, uh, this is your baby and you've been doing it for a long time. And man, what an impact it has had in our industry. So great job. I uh, want to thank you today for joining me. Is there anything else where we wrap up uh, that you wanted to share about women in trucking? How, how do we find you online? Things like that? Yes, actually. Um, so it's womenintrucking.org. Spell it out. And that's our website. But also, Andrew, I want your listeners to know that we also have a sister organization. It's a 501c3 charitable organization. And it's the Women in Trucking Scholarship Foundation. And they've given out over hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarships in four areas. And one is for CDL, of course. One is for technician, diesel tech. One is for safety. If anyone's looking to advance their career um, to be a certified director of safety or whatever. And then the fourth we loosely define as leadership. And that means any woman working in the supply chain industry who's advancing her career, whether it's uh, technical school, college, it doesn't matter. They should apply for a scholarship because we have a thousand dollars for them to help them because we want to see more women working in all areas of the supply chain uh, industry. So um, women in trucking foundation.org separate board of directors. Uh, it's a charitable organization. So I would also ask that people consider making a donation because it is a tax deductible uh, write off. So the women in trucking foundation sister organization to the women in trucking association. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate all you do, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. To check out all our driver resources, visit us at driventofar.com.